Hello and welcome to Football Fancast for Arsenal fans. My name's Alan and this week I'm joined by Liam. Hello. And you're on your own this week, Liam. Absolutely. <laughs> Just the two of us. And we've got absolutely loads to get through. We got a review of the Wigan game yesterday, which was uh, an undeserved victory. We both agree. Uh, we're going to try something slightly different. We've got a rapid player rundown. Short line about each of the players involved for Arsenal and our views on their performance. Uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit this week. We've got your views in Club Matters. But we've got so much to get through. We're going to put them both together, maybe with a little rant in between. And you can also find out which one of us pod jockeys was described in the latest edition of OK Magazine as bad influence, a yob, and a nightmare. <laughs> right, go on. <laughs> There's nothing to do with you, Liam, is no, it? No, absolutely nothing to do with me. <laughs> OK, your views on the Emirates experience as well. We've had a couple of emails in from last week's debate. Uh, also, our 60-second debate this week is will Arsenal be genuine title contenders next year? Will we be genuine title contenders next year, Liam? I think we will be. You do think we will be, and I'm going to say that we won't be, and I think it'll be another good couple of years, but we're going to debate those points coming up. We'll also have a review of this week's, um, well, hopefully two games. Um, Obviously, if we win on Wednesday, or if we've already won on Wednesday, if you're listening to this later in the week, We'll be playing on Saturday. If not, we'll have a welcome rest. We'll have a question of the week at the end of the show, which you can access on www.footballfancast.com. The email address, as always, is arsenal at footballfancast.com. And uh, Liam, you've got a question in the podcast, which is our usual uh, thing to get you thinking while you're listening. Okay, um, the question of the podcast this week, um, it's FA Cup uh, Cup week and uh, we're going to be playing Bolton as we said earlier on Valentine's uh, night which uh, could cause a few problems for uh, some hardcore supporters out there who can't get away from their girlfriends. Not um, me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, that wasn't an appeal for help. <laughs> any female <laughs> listeners out there, contact Alan at... <laughs> Um, right, okay. Give me my personal email address then. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> Maybe later. Sorry, mate. Go on, um, read this question. Okay. Who scored the only goal of the game when we beat Bolton 1 0 in our victorious 2005 FA Cup campaign at the quarter final stage? So, who scored the winning goal when we beat Bolton 1 0 in our victorious 2005 FA Cup campaign at the quarter final stage? It was a very early goal, if I remember rightly. There's a clue for you there. Um, so, on to yesterday's game against Wigan. Um, surrounded in controversy, uh, we've had the benefit of a day to look at all the reports and review all the incidents again and again. And there are so many talking points from the game. Um, prior to the game, I think... We both thought it would be an easy victory. We both said 2-0 last week, didn't we? Russ said 4-1. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, as two 0 I think um, it was quite a conservative, um, conservative prediction. I thought we was going to win by a lot more, um, but Wigan proved to be a tough team to break down. And uh, I mean, as we as we said last week, they'd have been happy coming for the draw. Um, they probably, you know, could have gone away with a lot more than that. I think they should have had a penalty. I think we're both yeah, yeah, in I agreement there. I've seen them given. 
Um, I thought Flamini was quite lucky because he did cross over him. He didn't seem to be going for the ball. You know, you've got to admit things like that. Heskey had a good chance. He put it against the post. But then again, saying that, you know, Adebayor's uh, disallowed goal. I, I didn't think that was offside, and replays proved it wasn't offside. So you take your chances there. Uh, I think a fair result might have been a draw. Yeah, we've, I mean, with Wigan going one up, obviously we're happy with the result. Um, but the fir- their first goal was fantastic. I mean, do you think Lehman could have stopped that? Or no, I just think it's these new balls. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> new balls, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, no, I just he's actually in line with the shot as he goes up. And then the ball swerves away from him. Yeah. If you look from, uh, you know, Lanzac's point of view from behind him, when you see when you see the replay, the ball is going towards Layman's hand, and then it just swerves away at the last minute. It's and I know a lot of goalkeepers have been saying it about the new balls. Uh, so it makes for some spectacular goals like that. But um, you can't take anything away from from Wigan or the goal at the time. Uh, that was actually Arsene Wenger's two home two hundredth home win. Really? As Arsenal manager, there's a little Fantastic. stat where you. Uh, here's the two hundred more. Do, do we uh, do we want to talk about the ref or uh, are we going to leave that alone? Well, I, I think Paul Jewell has got a case to criticise the ref. I think they could have had a penalty. I think he was a bit pedantic when he didn't let their player back onto the bit onto the pitch at yeah. the end. But if, if Paul Jewell's going to blame Phil Dowd um, for this, he's, he's quoted a figure of fifty million and the fact yeah, that they yeah. could be going down. First off. The possession stats and the corner stats from the game suggest that Wigan probably only deserved the point and maybe Arsenal didn't deserve to win. But Wigan did lose eight games out of their last ten. Mm. So if he wants to start blaming one game on their you know, uh, predicament and, and the fact that they might be going down, I think it's a bit, you know, I think it's a bit rich from him, having, having lost eight games where he could have probably rectified uh, you know, the way that he's managing them. But how many how many players were booked yesterday in the end? I mean, it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous, but again, these refs set a precedent, don't they? When you book someone for something stupid early on, um, you, you're going to be under pressure the whole game, and that's exactly what happened. Um, Kirkland should have been booked for time wasting. Yeah. Um, I, I I thought what Henri did was totally justifiable. I know Arsene Wenger does. Um, he's received some terrible stick in 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 the media, and I think it's a thinly veiled attack on. You know, um, just because he's French, mm. just just because he's a foreign player, uh, I think if that had been an English player, I don't think he'd been he'd have been chastised as much. But I, I think it was just a very simple reactionary moment from Henri saying to Kirkland, "Well, do you want to waste time Absolutely. with the ball now?" Absolutely. Uh-huh. And then then when Lehman was trying to prove a point at the end, straight away he booked him. Yeah. Although it was oh, it was oh, comedy. Oh, it was uh, comedy. Lehman's was comedy because he dropped the ball oh, and accidentally then, on purpose against the advertising hall. So that it went behind him. It's like one of those things you do as a kid when you're uh, getting beaten by your brother in the garden, and just. But they just didn't. They just didn't like. Stuff. They just didn't like being played at their own game, and I think what and ruined made it. The point. It's happened to us in so many games this season. It happened with, even with Man U. You know, a big game, a big team like Man U coming. So it's not. It's not the first time. And uh, Henri said today he felt like a ball boy chasing mm. the ball around. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the, I think the ref ruined it by not getting hold of the game in the first instance. If he'd have booked Kirkland for that time wasting, we wouldn't have had to try and prove a point. We wouldn't have done, and it would have not it would have hit the nail on the head, and he'd have taken control of the game. I mean, I thought our problem starting the game was that we played extremely well in the first twenty minutes, but because we we were acting as if we were three 0 up in mm. that first twenty minutes, yeah. we weren't being clinical in front of in front of goal. Um, Omri was walking about at times. Even when we went one nil down, there was a throw on, 
and he had the chance to make a run down the wing. Yeah, yeah. He turned his back on the thrower and just like wandered away. Mm. I think we're one nil down here, and uh, you can't excuse Omri bad games. Uh, you know, he could play the next twenty games at, uh, in 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 terrible fashion. It still wouldn't change the fact that he's been a fantastic player for us. But it does infuriate you sometimes to see a player of his quality look as if he's not putting yeah. in. It's a bit of an accusation, I know, and you don't know what's going on in his own head. Uh, I know, obviously, towards the end, he was running about fetching the ball for Kirkland, so he obviously... You know, <laughs> I'm not tired. saying it doesn't matter to him, but I think he should just change his, uh, change his attitude at the start of games and get up for the game immediately. Um, I've, got, I've got a little criticism of our set pieces during the game. Yeah, corners were awful. It's just ridiculous. I, I, I'm all for the way we play, and I'm all for Arsene Wenger's philosophy of good football. But can he not just take 20 minutes at the end of the training session just to say, take right, corners, yeah. <laughs> let's have a corners no, and free kick session? It is, it is appalling, because we, a lot of the time we wasn't even getting the ball across. We wasn't even beating exactly. the first defender. No, it's, uh, it's frustrating, because you see how much these players are being pay, paid and they can't cross the ball in. You would, you would hope that, that, that they would be able to do at least that. Okay, and uh, do you think it's anything to do with the international break that we had so many players away on international duty? And it's always a good it's always a good excuse. It's a good excuse. But, Did it take uh, us a while to get into the game? Maybe not, because I think our best period was probably the first twenty minutes. Wigan are a tough team to break down, and I just I genuinely think they come they you know they come to the end or they play against the way they play against Arsenal is just to try and play for that draw. Yeah. They just try and shut. The, I mean, every single time an Arsenal player got the ball, there was three men on him exactly. every single time. Yeah. So you know they're just trying to shut us down and make it difficult for us, which they did. But then, luckily, in the last ten minutes, we finished them off. <laughs> we did. We finished them off. Um, they, maybe not deserved with a little but, bit of help from uh, Hall. <laughs> fits all, yeah. Um, but not deserved. But you know, you've got to take the games like that. I think we've played well enough times this season and, and not won um, for us to for us to deserve that bit of luck. Yeah. Right, we're going to have a rapid player rundown. Liam's going to shout out the names Let's and go. I'm going to shout out the comment that, that we thought from the game. Okay, Layman couldn't stop the goal, otherwise solid. Hoyt didn't get forward enough, defended okay. Toure good solid performance. Jure brave in the tackle but didn't look at home with Toure. Clichy. Great forward runs, defended well. Man of the match, Ashley Who. <laughs> Gilberto. Solid in midfield, shaky when switched to the back. Fabregas. Out of sorts, maybe needs a rest. Risicki. In and out of the game, but took goal well. Walcott. Fast runner, but uh, can't ba- master the basics at the moment. Henri. <laughs> <laughs> Never got going. Baptista, the didn't, beast. Didn't link well with Henri, but a good cross for the winner. And the substitutes coming on, Adibayor. Changed the game. Wenger's new plan B, or only plan B. <laughs> Ali Adier. Technically sound. Held ball up well. I might be starting to eat some humble pie. <laughs> Flamini. <laughs> Lucky with a penalty shout. Shaky defending, but good going forward. <laughs> Let us know exactly what you think. Arsenal at footballfancast.com. And if you've got funnier one-liners than that, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Send them along. Um, also, when you're on the site, you may be able to, well, you should be able to find an England fan cast that was recorded after the Spain game. Uh, and that brings me on nicely to Club Matters. Uh, that, that England fan cast is on www.footballfancast.com. I'm sure you'll find it if, you, uh, if you're able to use a computer as, as, as well as anybody. Uh, it, it's tucked away there, but you should be able to find it. Um, now, we were criticised... Coming on to club matters, we were criticised in the press by Middlesbrough chairman Steve Gibson. Um, 
he thinks England's downfall is partly to do with Arsenal. Okay. I've not read this, so I don't. You've know. not read this. Well, basically, he said that it's it's to do with teams having too many uh, internationals. internationals, and particularly picked us out. Now, it's not a rant of the week, but we're going to start club matters with this rant based on what Gibson said. I, I actually think it's disgusting that he said it. Um, I'm, it's a disgrace. I think Wenger has reacted to it. Um, what did Wenger say? Well, I think he just said we, we need to look closer. He needs to look closer to home, and that uh, if there are good enough English players, he will. He I think will he's, always, he's always he's always said always that. said that. I mean, look, look, look he had he had uh, he brought Richard Wright. Mm. He tried to give Richard Wright his step up in the game. Yeah. It didn't work out. Francis Jeffers tried to give him yeah. his step up in the game. Didn't work out. Matthew Upson. Maybe we should have held on to him for a bit longer, but he was of the personal opinion that it didn't work out. No. So you know, go on. Any more? No, it's just no. I mean, and again, he's 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 put his you know he's put his uh, put himself out there with Theo Walcott, which is a, a definite. Uh, well, I mean, obviously it's a gamble, but who it's knows what's going to happen? He's, he's saying he's that definitely, I, you know, I will buy English if, yeah, if they're yeah. good enough. I think he would have, and again, we would have gone for Sean Wright Phillips if the price had been right. So yeah, uh, do, do you know the worst thing about this for me? The, the, the worst thing about this for me is that Steve McLaren's sitting there, and I and I reckon last week Alex Ferguson calls up and says, uh, "The boy Rooney need him for the game this week. We're challenging for the title. Do you mind not picking him?" Mm. His other Northern mate Moyes phones up. Andy Johnson got a bit of a knock. Would prefer him to stay there yeah. for our games. So he's doing all these favours for these northern managers by leaving leaving players out of the team as favours. We well, d- didn't do himself any favours, did he? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I think it's an absolute disgrace for Steve Gibson to criticise us. You should look at someone like Alex Ferguson, who, who's been pulling Ryan Giggs out of Welsh friendlies for the last yeah. ten years, and is now seemingly doing it with Rooney. Rooney was absolutely fine. There's no way Rooney could not have played in that game. Yet McLaren bows down to his former master and says, "No, that's fine." You can play, and then he st- and they start criticising Arsenal. It absolutely infuriated me. Um, Obviously, yeah. <laughs> you said this wasn't going to turn into a rant of the week, Alan. <laughs> you were infuriated. You weren't just ranting. Should, should we lighten the mood by yeah, coming back to on. that OK story? Oh, yeah. Okay, go on. Okay. Well, there, there is a celebrity Arsenal fan who is a friend of yours. Uh, and his friends have been described by his girlfriend ex-girlfriend ex-girlfriend in the latest edition of OK as yobs bad influences and uh, what was the other thing what was the other thing nightmare and a nightmare do you just want to state on record that's not actually nothing <laughs> no, to do with no, you no comment no comment <laughs> no it's, not, it's nothing to do with me absolutely, absolutely nothing to do with you great OK um, let's go on to some emails that we've been receiving because you've been sending them in in the sackful arsenal at footballfancast.com uh, Sophia Walker thanks for the email Sophia and thanks for listening um, she's talking about last week's debate we had about the Emirates Stadium which was a review of the Emirates experience after a few games we said that overall we were impressed with the structure of the stadium yeah. and the way it looks and everything but some of the logistics inside the toilets getting away from the ground and the name calling before the game uh, the uh, <laughs> the announcer basically says the name of the, the first name of the player you shout it back to him and it doesn't really work, in our opinion. Now, Sophie is involved with Arsenal um, in some of the fans' forums, and she did think it would be a good idea, and they did introduce it there. Um, 
it has. I, I don't think it's personally worked, um, but she's citing the the increase in atmosphere, yeah. in good atmosphere at the stadium, as maybe a, a, something to do with that. Um, I don't know about that myself, but you do have to try these things. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and all credit to the people that I do these things for them. I don't think they'll be doing it next season. Well, yeah, I hope not. Uh, I, th- I think there'll be other things to get us going. A good song before the game, that's been one of the debates yeah. that's raged on and on. Um, she also mentioned the fact that some of our attendances don't really measure up with what you actually see with your own eyes in the stadium. And she puts that down to season ticket holders not coming to the games. But I think we saw again yesterday, they shouted out the attendance as 60,049. Near yeah. enough capacity. Near enough capacity. That's four. That's just over 450 empty seats. And I tell you what, I was a bit of an anorak because what I did <laughs> <laughs> before the game, I looked at one block and I did count the empty seats in one block, times that by the number of blocks. And my conservative estimate on empty seats at the Emirates yesterday would have been about 1,500 seats. Mm. And, I, and I, it probably was even more than that. Yeah, I think and, I, and I can't say in any way, Sophia, and, and anybody else who disagrees with that, that they're season ticket holders that don't have tickets. Because I know what I do with my season ticket when I can't go. Oh, get very, rid of it. At get the, the money. very least, give it away. It. With, give, give it away. Yeah. As, you know, if, if nobody wants to go, give it away for free. If someone wants to go, they give you the odd, you know, forty, fifty pound, whatever it is, and and they go. Uh, I cannot see that so many people would decide not to go to games, mm. and and it happened again. And and this 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 actually disproves the season ticket theory because it happened at the Brazil Portugal Brazil Portugal game. There were hundreds of empty seats at the Brazil-Portugal game, and they still called the attendance as roughly capacity. Really? Which it, I, I, something's going Do on. Do you think there. he's got? I, some, I mean, obviously, I think maybe the electronic turnstiles are not working. Maybe there are more seats than they're saying there are. Some something's going on. It might be a genuine mistake. It might be something more sinister. But would, I mean, what would you put put it down to? The fact that there aren't, you know, these people aren't coming to the game because. Is it because the games are on a Sunday, or is it de- I, I, generally midweek games? Yeah, yeah. As I say, I mean it's madness. As I say, if if you if you take the Brazil Portugal game as an aside and just and just look at that as as a description yeah. of the stadium, and then see that why would anyone buy tickets for that game? No. They're basically saying that around two thousand people bought tickets for that game and didn't go and didn't go. Yeah, and I they actually was, actually purchased. I reckon there was a good five to seven thousand on top of that capacity. That there was, a, I reckon, there was a good five to seven thousand. Empty seats here yesterday. Just you're thinking even around. more. I reckon there's a good five. I, I don't know about that. I mean, that's, that's there was a, a lo- there was a lot scattered around. There, 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 I mean, as I say, I, I counted over a hundred in one block, mm. and there were thirty-two blocks in the stadium, yeah. and all the blocks looked similar. Similar. So that's that's you know that's three thousand on basic maths. Mm. But all I would like is just a, a you know a quick explanation from the club. They've got the stats. It's all computerized. Are people buying them and not going? Are they mis-selling seats, or, or are they just plainly putting up the sold-out signs when when it's not sold out? I don't see what the benefit would be. Well, it must be frustrating for Arsenal supporters that would have watched that game on Sky yesterday, and then you know they would have tried their hardest yeah, to get was, a, a yeah, seat. Red, Reds, uh, yeah, Red, Red members, members or whoever, whatever members, and and they're sitting there watching the game, and there's empty seats there. I mean, it's you know. Must be really frustrating. If you've got a view on this, like Sophia, you can email in Arsenal at Football Fancast. Again, Sophia, thanks for your email. Thanks for listening. Uh, Terry and Bethnal Green had comments on our investment debate that we had last week with our three main rivals in the Premiership. 
all have an outside investment in one way or another. Is it time for Arsenal to get investment? Uh, we argued that one out, but I think Terry's point does sum, sum it up because he said, in Arsene Wenger, we've got an economist as well as a football manager, and so investing doesn't really matter because he only plays pays what yeah. players are worth. And I think uh, that was actually mentioned last week by, in the debate yeah. um, by yourself, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I said that I didn't think that the, you know Wenger's style. I'm, I'm, I'm going to declare you the winner. Thanks. In that case, thanks. Is that because Russ is near to argue? Russ is near to argue now. <laughs> um, but we have found out in, in midweek that we have been linked with with, with an MLS club in, in one of the, in a link up um, to exchange players. So it could be moving that way. Inconsistency of referees. This is another thing that's been in the press. We did touch on it for the Wigan game, but did you see Jermaine Defoe um, for Tottenham against uh, Sheffield United? No. Um, basically, he, he got pushed, a bit of pushing and shoving, and he slapped someone around the head, albeit extremely lightly. Uh, what do you think the outcome was? He stayed on. He stayed on the pitch. <laughs> he got booked. Now, I'm not for any. I'm not by any means suggesting that Jermaine Defoe should have been sent off. I don't think he should have been sent off. But if you compare that incident to Gilberto slightly flicking out yeah, a leg and catching savage. someone on the sock and being sent off, if if Arsene, if Arsene Wenger wants to put together a nice little video to send to Soho Square, I'm sure they'll have a nice little look at it. Because there are plenty of occasions when Arsenal players get booked or sent off for things that other teams and players get away with it. And it's, a, it's an on-running thread. And we sound like we're whinging, but... It's just ruin, it's ruining the game in general. It's it not just it's not just the Arsenal games. Away, it's like all the other yeah, games. Exactly. We only gave away ten fouls yesterday, right? But we had five bookings. So that means any Arsenal player, within reason, going in for a challenge, has got a fifty percent chance yeah. of being booked yesterday. Um, I know it doesn't always work out like that because of the severity of the tackles, but on average, our players are getting booked one once every two tackles. Mm. I, 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 I can't agree or see see where that's coming from. Uh, another ran BBC match of the day goal of the month Wayne Rooney albeit a well taken lob <laughs> but apparently three of the panel were outvoted from Henri's fantastic goal at Blackburn right are you not annoyed about that Liam I think I'm, I think I'm just, just uh, I'm staying quiet otherwise I might say something I shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not a manager you're not going to get fined <laughs> it's only the BBC but um, I was absolutely astounded by that Rooney's was a great goal take nothing away from Rooney but I thought Henri's was better and uh, I, I think some of the panel did but they were outvoted uh, I think it was by Mark Lawrenson which you know just about sums him up Cesc <laughs> um, no Fabregas was the, uh, was the FA Premier League player of the month for January in what I thought was actually one of his worst months for mm. the club. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree there. A non-running theme has been not, not Sesk's performances mm. this year. And again, let me just quantify this again before the emails rush in. I'm not criticising him by saying this, but I think he is slightly dipped in form. And I think it's yeah. because of his age and he needs a little rest. I think he needs a rest. I definitely think and he needs to be January rested. January wasn't one of his best months. He could have been given it any other month leading yeah. up to the new year and I would have gladly held my hand up and celebrated it with him. But um, I, I think it, and it's just it's just an indication of people watching the game probably not knowing exactly what they're talking about um, because if anything, Sesk had a good month mm. but by his standards a quiet month. Yeah. 
Um, FA Youth Cup at Emirates Stadium. Check the Arsenal website for that because um, if you if you haven't been to the Emirates or yet you want to take twenty kids or something like that and show them the experience, I think it's three pound yes, for adults pound, yeah. and a pound for kids. So take take everyone, get everyone <laughs> along. If there's sixty thousand people in that stadium, they'll probably lie about it and say it's fifty five thousand. But yeah. um, get everyone along there that you can. Drag everyone along and cheer on the kids against Cardiff in that FA Youth Cup. Now we've got a, a, a fantastic piece in the program yesterday that I just wanted to touch on. Now, if you've played Sunday football, you know it's like uh, day before the game, you might have nine players or something like that, and you say to someone else in the team, oh, have you got a mate that can play or something like that? <laughs> and uh, they'll phone around and they won't fancy it, or someone else will drop out right at the end. You turn up in your cars at the at the, at the ground and uh, you, you'll, you'll finally field 11 players oh, and you'll feel good about it. Where are you going with this? Where, where am I going with this? <laughs> where are you going with this, Alan? <laughs> should have told you before, actually. <laughs> Last week, for the French international team, on the Monday, Thierry Henry arrives at the training ground and finds out that two players have dropped out. So, the manager says to him, is there anyone that you can phone? Really? Yes. And he phoned Matthew Flamini. And, and <laughs> no, this, this, seriously, this is exactly what happened. It was in Henri's programme notes yesterday. His granddad French or something. <laughs> Oh no, he's French. He is French. Sorry, yeah, I, was you. <laughs> Sorry you made, I was wondering. You what... made a funnier comment than the actual story itself. <laughs> he phones Matthew Flamini and says, uh, "Can you get over to the training ground? You're in the squad, basically." And so Flamini turns up and uh, gets a call up for the France front squad. Nice, albeit because Henri was the only one with his mobile number. And uh, that was revealed in Henri's program notes yesterday. So even at international level, it's still about uh, phoning your mates and saying, uh, do you fancy a game? Okay, (laughs) we've got this week's 60-second debate now. And it's the the bookmakers have revealed their prices for next season's, next season's championship, premiership. Okay? And Arsenal don't really figure... In the first three prices. As you'd expect, Chelsea and Man U, clear favourites. Liverpool, and then Arsenal. There's a big gap to Arsenal. Can we challenge, are the bookies right? Liam? Basically, I believe that we can, because uh, I think that we've got a squad, um, the right number of uh, the right number of players in the squad now, with the experience uh, of the more experienced players and the younger players coming through as well. Um, so... You know, I definitely would be there and thereabouts putting up a good fight. Um, I think we're as good as Man United and Chelsea, and as long as we, uh, as long as we don't let don't let them run away with it at the beginning of the season again, we stand a really, really good chance. Um, we've, you know, we're really developing hard, you know, that hard to beat mentality that wins your championship. So, um, as long as we concentrate on ensuring that we beat the smaller teams, like we've slipped up on a couple of times this season, and continue to perform well against the, the bigger teams. We will definitely be in the shower, I believe, and I think the bookies have got it wrong. Okay, well, yeah, you make your points well, but I think it is actually black and white, and it's the fact that we need experienced big name additions. Okay, we might have been hard to beat recently, but we might still struggle away in the north next year, and I can't see any evidence until we start putting together a good run. 
an unbeaten run away from home until then. But, you know, we could lose players. We might lose Henri in the summer. People are saying we might lose Henri. We might lose other players. There's no real indication of which players we're going to have next season. I don't want to lose him. Who else might leave? Um, we're hard. It's really hard to match the consistency of Man U at the moment and Chelsea. Their points per game average is just phenomenal. I don't think Chelsea play good football, but um, the, you know it just speaks for, speaks for itself, the amount of points they pick up. And I, I, I much prefer the way we play. I don't particularly care that we're not challenging for the league this season. I'd much rather be us than them, but I just don't think we're going to challenge them for it. And then, the main point is... I know you're yawning How long? How long? How long? There's 60 seconds. Oh, right, okay. Well, you you missed my final point. I'm going to make it anyway. All three rivals have got a bottomless pit of cash if anything goes wrong. What happens if we get a big player injured? I I think Alan's just being as pessimistic as he uh, stated he is on the the, uh, Football Fancast website. Uh, But I, I think you're wrong, Alan. I think you're wrong. I think you'll lose. Okay, well you can you can declare the winner, Arsenal at footballfancast.com and let us know exactly what you think and who won the debate this week. Uh, vote vote me. <laughs> um, and you can also, uh, as Liam just mentioned, check out the profiles um, that are on there. And that has got something to do with last week's question of the week, actually, because we did ask... Now, it's a very contrived question. You have to listen to the wording very carefully. Trick trick question, I think. It's not a trick question. (laughs) It it all happened. Now, who was the last person to score in a game at Highbury wearing an Arsenal kit in a proper game? Now, you're probably all saying Thierry Henry, penalty against Wigan. That was it. (laughs) Highbury existed no more after that. But there were a number of charity games, and I was very lucky to play in the last charity game there. And in the last minute, my team were trailing 3-2, and we got a penalty. And my team were actually wearing the Arsenal home kits, or at least the commemorative kits from last season. And I stepped up to take that penalty (laughs) and put it into the top corner of the net. It was probably about the greatest moment of my life, apart from my son being born. It was a great penalty. And and you can and you, you can view you can have you can a look view at that penalty. The great thing about it is you can actually you can actually, no stop Alan because I have to get this. You can view that penalty uh, if you go to the profile on uh, footballfancast.com. Uh, if you go to Alan's profile, it's got the um, who scored the last goal at uh, Highbury, and uh, you'll probably have a very good giggle as well when you look at Alan running away celebrating, very much ostrich like. <laughs> <laughs> With one hand, yeah, yeah. It's been, actually, it's been said. And then yeah, and then he said. and then he does fall down to his knees. And you know, it's just all emotional. Wanted to kiss the tail, <laughs> like I'm reading. It's hilarious. It's, it's, good, the it's real great. Goal at it's great viewing, and it's got loads of different views and everything. It's <laughs> well, yeah, as I say, um, a great moment. But that just does. All I was doing was just trying to sort of profile the uh, the profiles that are on the site. So I don't really want you to, you know, watch me scoring that goal. But uh, it's, I think it's had about 300 views on YouTube at the moment. So they should start. They should start paying me for that. I'm sure that's not the most they've had, um, and yet you see me run like an ostrich away from the away from the goal. This week's question: We have kept seven clean sheets at Ashburton Grove in 19 games. Who were those against? I don't think that's many. That's, not, that's well against their average, isn't it? I mean, I think we should have had at least 12, uh, 12 clean sheets from those games. But we've only kept seven. Who were those against? You can access that www.footballfancast.com and email your answers arsenal at footballfancast.com. 
all that remains is to review. Um, it's a strange week, really, Liam, because we don't really know if we're playing at the weekend yet. No, that's going to be a going to be a tricky one. Wednesday's going to be a tough one as well, so um, it's a hard one to away to Bolton. We haven't beaten them in five games. If we do beat them, we play Saturday morning against uh, Blackburn. Mm, that'll be a tough one as well. Indeed, um, it's it, it's just one of those uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? Away at Bolton, do we rest players or? Or are we in need of this rest this weekend? You know, Champions League resumes mm. pretty soon. Um, I, I don't want to write off the FA Cup. I love it. And I, I, I definitely want to be involved in this final at Wembley. But I think our chance might have been at the Emirates. I really want to beat Barton, but I'm just not convinced going up there. They're, uh, especially after the performance at the weekend. I don't know. I, I, I hate to be... Well, I, just, I want to win it, obviously, but I just I'm not convinced. No, I'm not convinced either. But you know, stranger things have happened, and when our backs are against the wall, sometimes it's the uh, it's the best way. And uh, well, the evidence from the question of the podcast that you set earlier, actually, because that was a strange game. That was a strange game. Basically, you asked. Yeah, the question of the podcast. I don't know if any of you got it right. It's uh, it was obviously this week's FA Cup week. Uh, who scored the only goal of the game when we beat Bolton one nil? In our victorious 2005 FA Cup campaign at the quarter-final stage, anybody get that? Did you get it, Alan? I did get it because um, I wrote okay. it down for you. Freddie Lundberg after three minutes. Yep. Um, and who got uh, sent off that day? I seem to remember that uh, Duff got sent off after about ten minutes as well. Um, okay. I seem to remember it because <laughs> I looked it up earlier. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I can read. <laughs> no, I, I do remember it now that now that now that I've read it, I remember it <laughs> like it was yesterday. Um, I, what's your prediction for for Wednesday then, Liam? Because I mean, well, that just goes to show that you can go up there, backs against the wall. They're not a good team, are they? Fulham showed well, that yesterday. Fulham were unlucky yesterday against them. I think this we just got to get rid of this curse I'm and just, just gonna, say, yeah, I'm talking over you. Go on, come up with your prediction. One nil. If, one nil one to the nil, Arsenal. Yeah, if anything. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm only going to say this because I just so want it to happen, and, and that is one nil to the Arsenal. Backs against the wall. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's set up that game against Blackburn. Another tough physical encounter. Another tough physical encounter yeah. for Saturday morning. What do you think the score will be if we if we beat Bolton? I think we we'll beat Blackburn two nil or two one. Yeah, I think we we'll beat Blackburn if we beat Bolton. Obviously, we can only beat Blackburn if we beat Bolton. OK, it's a bit of a mixed-up week. I'm sure uh, by the time you're listening to this, you'll know one way or the other. Uh, thanks for listening again. My name's Alan. You've been listening to me and Liam. Thanks very much. OK, email arsenal at footballfancast.com. Let us know exactly what you think. Access the site, www.footballfancast.com. You can download the latest England fancast. Hosted by yours truly and some of the uh, Tottenham fans from the Spurs podcast. Boo! Thanks for listening.